Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to tell you guys the story of what happened last night. Now, I asked Sam, Sam, can I record you? Can I, baby? And he said, why, Mama, did I say it wrong? And I said, oh, no, darling. And I got so emotional. Um... Okay, I don't want to cry. I got to go to work. I'm on my way to work here, people. Anyway, I will tell you that I was so proud of my child. Now, when I'm reading a book with my child, if he loves it, he will tell you. If he does not like it, he will tell you right away or as soon as he doesn't. Um, He does not beat around the bush. He is a wonderful critique partner, um, very creative. Every other line of the Raptor Revolution, he is thinking of characters for the next book. And he has already named them. Uh, He pulled out his notebook last night um, because we forgot initials for something that he had created. And I said, baby, if you don't start writing these things down, we are going to forget them. And so sure enough, he pulls out his school book and he starts writing them down. Now, I'm telling you, I love how excited Samuel has been over the rapture revolution because I was very, very nervous about reading it with him. And I know you say, Jennifer, it's different if it's your own baby than if it's somebody, you know, a stranger out there in the world, right? Like, this is your baby. And you wrote the book for him. You wrote the book because he loves you know, animals. He wants to be a wildlife biologist. You wrote the book because, you know, you could think of all of these different reasons why you write your books, you know. And so you think about, hey, you are the one that got me to love fantasy. You're the one that got me to love, you know, this and that. And maybe that's why the Holy Spirit prompted me, you know, through the writing of this book. And Samuel is a main character, of course. So, all I know to say is that last night, we were in the middle. So, the book, I love it, is because we're almost done. And we are in the second week of homeschool. And I love that because that means that I could capture a child's heart with the book. But it be a two-week read. And it can also be, like, if a kid is a, is a reader on their own, 
they could have read it over a weekend. So it's an in and out book that has a lot of values in it, a lot of action in it, and truth in it about human relationships in the form of our little animals. And so I love that I did that. I did that for a purpose. I did that for my reluctant reader groups. And trust me, Sam even told me last night though, he was like, Mama, some of this vocabulary, I really think it's for 12 or 13 year olds. And I said, well, so now that he's 12, he's, you know, not my, not, not say it's for 11 year olds anymore. Um, I said, well, don't you think a 10 year old could read it? He said, yes, but they might have to look up a couple of the words. And I'm like, well, I'm fine with that. I want that. Um, so I do believe the book is better suited that we've went through it again and we've talked about the themes 10 and up. I was fifth grade. Uh, I was 10 years old when I was in fifth grade and we definitely went through some very difficult subjects. We ran the di- we read the Diary of Anne Frank, went to the play, um, and we were reading about the Holocaust in fifth grade. And so, in fifth grade, they read about the American Revolution now in the standards for um, North Carolina. So, they're already discussing war in fifth grade. And so, I think that that is the perfect introduction, fifth grade for this book um so that's just my teacher hat but i haven't even told you the good part yet so okay i'm sorry guys so we're reading right and sam just stops and i'm thinking okay here we go again he's gonna tell me about sean o'malley you know this one of his characters that he's already crafted and loves for the next book and instead he goes you're encouraging diversity with this book And I looked at him, and he said, that's what you're doing. I get it. And I said, Sam, can I record? And he said, Mom. And I I tried. I really did because I wanted you to hear him. But I know he's going to do a review because that's what we do. We did one for Harry. We did one for um, Aragon. We did one for The Hobbit. So, we're going to do a review. You guys are going to get to hear him talk about my book. So, uh, pray for me over that night. But, um, celebrate diversity. You are encouraging diversity. And those were his words. You are encouraging diversity. And with every book that I write, I pray. I pray to the Lord that I am encouraging diversity. That is very close and dear to my heart. Um, And so when he said that, I was like, do you think others will see that? And he was like, yes, mama. And then he started giving me examples and reasons why. And he was like, do you see how Samuel in the book is changing? And I'm like, yes. And he was like, you know, he was first, you know, with the Squirrels of Liberty then he has to branch out and then he has to learn to accept and understand and see the differences but understand he's going all through he's going all through the reasons of why this book encourages diversity and how one stubborn little squirrel named Samuel Adams squirrely can work with a band a militia of different species for the common good 
And he said, Mama, he said, it is so good. And I said, well, thank you, my love. He And then, okay, we had to come back downstairs after homeschool and eat a, the last piece of his birthday cake. So he wanted coconut cake this year. So here we are, and he's eating, and I'm just sitting at the table with him. And he was like, he was like, Mama, you wrote a real book. And I said, did I, baby? He said, yes, you wrote a book just like The Hobbit, just like Harry Potter. It's a real book, Mama. And I said, well, I'm so glad you think so. And so he gave me last night, you know, that ooh feeling, like the best little review feeling. But more than that, there are themes in our books, you know, that we know. And so here's what I say, you know, we walk around with these stories in our hearts buried down into our spirit, in our heads. We will dream about them or we'll try to craft them out on paper. And when we do, and then they're published, will everything that we have in our head and our heart and our spirit hit the reader in a way to where we meant them to be? You know, that's the, that's the kind of convoluted beauty and fear that an author might have we might say well we know what we were trying to say did you get it? did you did we say it you know did we say it in the way that that a reader gets what we mean or were we just too much of a shadow about it or were we too overboard about it or were we you know you always probably have those kind of little underlying questions especially when you are writing with all of these different themes. And when my son hit the middle of the book, we were like on page 134 um, when he said, you're encouraging diversity here. And I said, yes, my love. And it's like, okay, he got that. He got it. And then with him learning about the Revolutionary War at the same time, it's actually making the book a richer experience. So yesterday he was learning about George Washington's spy ring. And even though I didn't write George Washington in book one, he will already know that he wants an owl to be George Washington and he, for next book, and he wants a spy ring. Um, but he got where Samuel's mom hung out the clothes on the line because he told me, Mama, she did polka dot for dance and she did black for my great. I'm like, yes, baby. He was like, and her white was surrendered. She said she didn't own that dress. He said, they did that. They put up the handkerchiefs in the dress. I said, I know, dear. He was like, Mama, he was like, when I see all of these things now, he said, it's like you spent years researching and writing this book. Now, that also made me feel good because, you know, when you're writing a historical fiction, you do have to put a lot of time researching in. And I did my due diligence with research. And it's also one of my favorite time periods in history. Now, I've taught the American Revolution as an educator. So... When did you do this, Jennifer? You teach high school. Well, you got to remember that my child was in homeschool when he was in, oh my gosh, let me think. When he was in third grade, that's where I'm going to call it, third or fourth, maybe third. When he was in third grade, 
we actually read a book together about Washington's spies. It's like Washington's Spy Master. It's a really good short little book. I love that book. Um, but we studied the American Revolution and we used the Magic Treehouse series. And the Magic Treehouse series is something that I am forever grateful for. Um, and I hope to one day be able to write early reader books for children because I know how powerful they are to help not only with their motivation for reading, but also for their facts because they had the study companion guides to go along with those. And so we did that book. We did both. Um, for, I love Mary Pope Osborne, and I'm just so appreciative of her as a mom, as a homeschool mom, and as an educator in the public school because I actually read Mummies in the Morning and, and I read the Pirates book with my regular, ed, not regular, with my special ed students when I was in elementary school. Um, and there were many times that students would fly through her books um, at the, in my special education classes in elementary school. So I love Mary Pope Osborne. I have for a very long time. So if you guys know her, just tell her how much I appreciate her and the work that her and her husband did for the, her, the books. Um, but loved Liberty's Kids, the PBS series. We watched all these episodes. Um, I'm just, I love American Revolution time period. And there's still so much more that I need to learn. Like, I love studying history. My son is going to major in history. So my oldest son doesn't quite know yet. He might be history. He might be psychology and be a therapist for mental health. So he gets all of that from Mama. You know, he wants to help people, and he loves history. So there's no telling what my oldest child will be. But whatever it is, it's going to be a wonderful thing. Um, but my little, pairing the history, and now he's very excited about the history. And he's wanting to learn more and more, and telling me every bit of the facts that he's learning throughout the day through his homework at homeschool, and then, you know, retelling them to me, and then matching them up with the book, I think that that makes it for a deeper learning experience and a deeper hook into the book. So, I can really see this book being utilized in public schools. Not only public schools, but private and Christian. It doesn't matter. Homeschools. Um, and so, no, I haven't done anything as far as promotion with the book yet because I'm still reading through the book and let me tell y'all what I found last night. So on page 132 for anybody out there who has bought the book, I did not capitalize a word and I said, oh my goodness. I pulled out my notes section of my phone and put page 132. That's all I needed to put. And Samuel was like, Mama, it's okay. I'm like, I know. He was like, you're going to be fine. The book is so good. And I'm like, okay. And so he gives me like that encouragement. He knows I'm going to fix the little tiny things. So we've had three spacing errors. We've had, um, we're just it indented a little bit too much. It like double indented somehow when I did a copy paste over. And I did not catch it. Um, we had... Uh, missing period, which I fixed. Now we have a missing capital letter, which I fixed. And then I put an extra capital letter in somewhere 
um, like a slogan, and it did not need to be capitalized. I caught that last night. Um, fix that. And I know that it's going to be okay. Like, I cannot have Fight Club over this. Because as many times as I edit things, and I do have beta readers, and I do have people that look over the book, and I, we can still miss things, and I'm going to be okay. It's going to be fine. Um, and I'm just praying that the Holy Spirit, whoever has these first initial books, um, understands that no one in life is perfect, but the story is from the Lord <laughs> to them to help with, you know, their teaching and, you know, talking through discussions and connecting to curriculum and, you know, th just the wider world. And I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to panic about it. I'm going to understand um, we should finish the book this week. And so what that means for me, I have a book sign-in hopefully on Saturday. Um, and so I'm going to be really busy on Saturday and Sunday. But I do want to go ahead and re-upload um, the book, the ebook, if I can. Uh, I might wait. I don't know. There is a, you know, there is a couple of those areas that I'm like, ugh. Could I just, but there's nothing about the content. Um, it's just those little tiny errors. And so, yes, I know. I went through another book last night, too. I had some time. And I'm just continually going through to edit. Um, I'm going to order, as soon as I get paid, I'm going to order copies of, um, ugh. My children's books. I couldn't even get it out. I'm going to order copies off of Barnes & Noble Press because I can't wait to see the quality of Barnes & Noble Press. So that way I can share with you guys. But I have not been able to order those books. Um, but I'm going to do it on Friday when I get paid. So hopefully it'll be two-day shipping and I'll be able to um, do a video on Sunday and share that with everybody. But, um, and my students are so excited at work. They want to see their names in a book. And I would love to be able to get a copy for each one of them. So I'm praying for that. I'm praying that um, I'll get the funds where I'll be able to get them a personal copy um, of Myrtle's Garden. So that way they'll get to, to have that book for themselves. Because their names are in it. So definitely praying over that. Um, but what was I telling you? Oh, but I think it's important that when you guys, even if you get your advanced reader copies, if you sit down either with the notes section of your phone like I did or you do the sticky notes like other people that I've seen do. Like there's a girl on, uh, she's not a girl, she's a woman. Uh, there's a lady on YouTube that I follow. Her name is Bethany Adizada and she's a self-published author and she had sticky notes like crazy in one of her books and she actually had someone else read it while it was an advanced reader copy they had it in their hand. They gave her notes and notes and she went through. Um, that's what I actually did with Bridges. Bridges is coming out in October, and I have a professional reader that went through, and she gave me tons and tons and tons of advice and words um, that I could consider, and some of them I am, but it is Christian fiction, so some of it I'm not going to consider, um, and that's what you do. You just go through. You continue to edit, 
But I'm telling you, you know, it's a part of the process that, you know, not everything is going to come out perfect. And if you, you know, if you read something and you say, gosh, why did I do that? That was such a stupid mistake. Then you hear your kids say, you're encouraging diversity. At least I got the big things right. I got the big stuff right. Okay. I got the character development right. Because my child told me last night, he said, Mama, I'm going to tell you right now, if you kill Lou, I'm never reading it again. I won't read it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is some bold stuff. He loves Lou. And Lou is a special bird. And so my heart is for special populations. And my son has a heart the same exact way for people with special needs. And Lou is a little special. And he recognized the character of Lou early on. And he looked at me and he was like, Mama, there's something about Lou. Is Lou special? I said, yes, he is, dear. And he said, Mama, I love Lou. I said, I do too. Now, my mama's middle name was Lou. And so... Her name was Betty Lou. My daddy always called her by Betty Lou and wrote Betty Lou in cards. So, to have a Betty Lou in the Hartwell Chronicles, that's my mama's name. And then to have a Lou, then you get it again. <laughs> so, that's my mama's middle name. Um, but he just loves Lou. And then it's fun to see who else he loves. Like, from the Oreo militia. Who He's like, Mama, Hancock. I just love Hancock, Mama. Hancock is my little rat. And he loves Hancock. And he laughs when he gets to read Hancock. Now, he's just meeting meeting the Ring Mountain Boys. Now, I'm thinking he's going to love them, too. Um, because he loves to coach off a of water boy. And he loves to say that voice and do all of that. So, when he found out that I have a raccoon that speaks like the coach off the water boy... He's like, I'm in it, Mama. I got to read that part. And when it becomes a movie, can I be that? Can I be him? Or can we get the coach from the water boy? So, if you guys know him, let's hook up, you know. But anyway, I just want to tell you guys how, you know, if you get it right, if you get the big things right, if you, if you goof a little... Do not beat yourself up about it. No fight club allowed on Jen Lowry rights. Because I'm going to role model this with you. At first, when I opened up the book, I felt it in the pit of my stomach. As soon as I saw the space. Because I don't like to see space. I don't like to see spacing like that. And when I saw it, the pit of my stomach kind of went blue. I will be honest. I had a little ugh feeling. And then the more I went through it, and I said, oh my gosh, I just missed a period there. How dare I? And then, you know, Sam was like, fix it, fix it. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, it is number one right now. If So what happens if I pull it off? It's going to take days to go back up again. And it's sitting at number one right now. And I don't want to do that. I want it to be at number one right now. And people get it and know that, okay, there's a space, there's a period, and there's a capital letter. Um, will their Holy Spirit accept it and not be so critical and say this was the worst book ever because I couldn't get past the space. Um, but I know that I got the big things right based on what my son has said. And I say he is my best critique partner. Um, 
And I've also, I had a conversation, okay, with a dear friend the other day. So we were talking about reviews. And my friend got a review that she was not so happy about. And I said, honey, I said, at least you got reviews. And she says, what do you mean? I said, I don't get reviews on my books. She said, what? I'm like, no. I, she was like, well, we got to change that. Reviews are important. Reviews help you on Amazon. And I get it. I tell people all the time, you know, thank you. Please review. And, and I do my due diligence with telling you guys that when you read books, make sure that you review because they are important. But... You know, I finally told her, you know, yes, it is important. Yes, I value reviews. However, just know that, you know, we are writing these things. We're writing whatever it is that we're writing. Not from validation of reviews, but we're writing them from the Holy Spirit. As long as we've honored that and we've put our books on that digital shelf, then we can turn them over to the Lord and let them be. Um, And so I also have had to say that to myself when it comes to knowing that there's a space, a period, and a capital letter, or not a capital letter. Um, And those things can be fixed. And those can be great teaching moments to a parent looking at a child going, see, she is a teacher. She didn't get it all right. See, it's going to be okay. You'll learn. Not everyone's perfect. Because when we were reading Fahrenheit, there were plenty of, uh uh-oh, not plenty, but there was an occasional, kids would like, wait. Um, And... Um, now, I have not read The Land of Stories, and I have it because my son absolutely loved The Land of Stories. Um, he, that was one of his favorite books when he was growing up. And so, I, I had an opportunity to get a copy, so I got me a copy of that book. And one of my students in ninth grade last year, she loved it. And she said she had read it multiple times, and she was reading it in class again. And she said, as much money as he's got... His first name's Chris. I can't remember his last name. She said, because she said that he is an actor from Glee. Um, But I never watched Glee, and I just didn't Google it. I need to Google it. Anyway, she said, as much money as he's got, he should have had a professional editor. He could have afforded a professional editor. Because she said to me, now this is from a student, that she was finding things in there that needed changing and and things that could have been fixed. And she was like, I wish I could be your editor and you could pay me because I could be the editor for you. And I wish that I could have, but I just did not have the editorial money um, at the time. And my dream editor is Ellen Brock. I'm telling you guys now. Um, I hope and pray that one day I'll be able to get Ellen Brock to be my personal editor. And if I open up, not if, see there's where you change mindset. When I open up the publishing company uh, for other clean books, for other authors to help them, uh, once I learn how to do all of this work right, and we get the revenue to be able to freelance with Ellen Brock, I hope that she becomes our personal editor um, because that's who I would love to have. I already have um, personal cover designers. Now I just need my editors. I already have one editor, but she can't read horror or paranormal, so that's going to be an issue because that's going to be a huge part of, you know, clean horror, clean paranormal. Um YA, so she can't read that, so she can only read fantasy or sci-fi, but um, Ellen Brock, she could read it, she could do it, so I'm praying over all of these things, and you say, Jennifer, you're praying over a future that hasn't come yet, I'm just praying for the Lord to 
continue to help guide me in the directions that I need to go and to not let myself get so down about the minor things. So yeah, this this well, last week has been a little antsy for me because I knew each night in homeschool we were going to be reading the book. And I was like, okay, I can't can't go ahead. I can't read it ahead of my child. I want to experience it again with him. You would have thought that when it came in the mail, I would have just, it's such a quick read. I would have just went through it, you know, fixed everything. But I wanted to experience that with my child. And this has been a really good test for me because it's like, okay, I've let that go. I've let all of that foolish worrying about it go. And... At the same time, I'm editing. Like, I'm editing Lyric Harper right now, too. And I'm I'm fixing things that my um, voice actress is finding. And so she's found a couple, well, more than a couple places. And she's been such a great help. Um, and I've went through and I've edited it. And I haven't stressed. I've been so grateful. I've been so thankful. Um, and I just want to let you guys know. Get the big things right. Get the small things right as much as you can. But if you're like me and you say, "Uh uh-oh, I did this, do not think it's the end of your writing world because it's not. And the beauty about, you know, platforms is that, yes, you can fix these things. If it's a publishing company, you know, they got to go through all this kind of stuff to fix things. We can fix these things ourselves. And so... Just don't stress. Don't stress about it. That's my that's my thoughts to you today. Yeah, we want everything to be perfect. You know, that's that's how we, our nature is. We might be perfectionist when it comes to other things in our life too. But I just want to tell you now, don't stress about it. You will have time and you can fix it. And then you can continue to pray that the people that have had an opportunity to download your book as an ebook or you know, whether or not they've got the paperback copy, that it's going to be read with grace, okay? So, so I'm encouraging you for that today. Um, I would love it if you guys could say a special prayer for me. So, I was supposed to have been gifted a tent, a table, and chairs, like a fold-up table and chairs, and a tent. Uh, because I'm having book sign-ins, I need this equipment and it was summer months, did not have the money, and one of my friends actually has a tent, a table, and a chair. They're not using it, and they said, I want to give it to you. Well, they didn't give it to me, and I have my assignment, assignment, I'm at school. I have my date for Saturday for a book signing, and I need the table, chair, and tent. So, I reached out to my family members last night who are my husband's family that is local. All they had was like a pop-up tent and a beach tent. They did not have the canopy. Um, And so, it is Wednesday. So, I'm going to reach out one more time and see if I can meet that person after work one day this week. Because they live uh, uh, far away we can do like a halfway mark, and I'm I'm spending the gas to be able to get there to get the equipment. But we even went on Wish, and the really nice ones that my husband was looking at, they're like eighty dollars um, for the tents. 
But, you know, I'm just praying that it's all going to work out. I'm going to talk to some of my educator people today just to see if they might have a tent. Tina didn't have a tent. I, I messaged her last night. Um, and so I've been praying over this for a long time. And I felt very secure when um, the person promised me that I could have their things. And then it, when it fell through, it, like it's not fallen through yet. You know, we still have a couple more days uh, because if I have to cancel, it's also not going to be the end of the world because this place is an is a venue that holds an event every single month at the end of the month. So if I don't get to set up and sell, it's going to be okay. But my stepdaughter was really excited. Uh, she's been telling all of her teachers at school. She wants to make posters. She wants to go around to cars holding posters and to promote my book. And so I love that. I love that she wants to get involved and be my manager and help me with that. Um, so I'm just praying that it's going to work out. If it doesn't, like I said, it's just like a small ripple. I'm, I cannot like be devastated about it and just move on and know that the next one is coming. And I've got to get back home today and go through my inventory, do an inventory check. I got another misprint from Ingram Spark. Um, I'm going to take a picture, send it to him, get another book. Um, and that's why I'm not going to put headers because the headers all went to the top and it looks like a a stamp all the way across like a library stamp it's ridiculous looking um and so if i'm going to use printing from ingram spark i'm not going to have those headers up there anymore i'm not going to take that chance of a person receiving that in the mail and it looked like that um so i got to do a quality check for that for the weekend um just go back through all of my box count how many books i have left and then I have a book signing on September the 14th. So as soon as this weekend gets over, I have to do another inventory on Saturday, go on Ingram Spark, and order a new box so I can get ready for September and uh, my event in October. So, so just say a prayer for me that uh, everything falls into place, that people read with grace, and that I don't stress out about the little things. And I, I learn to also go with the flow. Um, because that's just a better way to live your life. And I'm trying to find the joy in all of this, not the stress. And that's what I've done this week with homeschool with my son. As, as little stressful as it's been, I will be honest, it was a little scary. I have found great joy introducing my characters to my baby. And my little has absolutely loved this book and so that just makes my heart just fill up with joy you know why because if nobody else in the whole entire world reads this book i have a feeling that he's going to keep a copy of the raptor revolution because right now it's beside the hobbit and his box set of tolkien right now i'm thinking he's going to keep it and he's going to read it to my grandchildren okay that's end of the podcast right there. That's it. Cause I can go cry. That's it. That's it. 
and love you guys. Just say prayers for me, uh, not only for finances, but for just grace and covering and um, just peace about everything. And uh, I'll talk with you guys later. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.